Well, welcome back to Zeleni and Cameron's High Key Book Club. I'm Zeleni. I'm Cameron. And don't forget. Don't forget, y'all, that we are a, we 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 happen to go in depth with the material that has been posted as the title of this episode, which I do believe is the post. The post. That's right. We are covering a film released this past year in 2017. Directed by Steven Spielberg, starring Meryl Streep and Tom Hanks. But I want like a good part of this to be review without spoilers, just because all of these award season movies are trying to cover. Okay. That way people can see if, if they want to see it. Or but I'm so eager. I no, we'll, talk we'll get about there. Okay. No, we'll we'll get there. Okay. And I have a lot of a lot of stuff for that. But well, first I wanted to cover gra- Grammy. I mean. Gra- <laughs> Not the Grammys, the Oscars. <laughs> what, what what kind of show is this? A music review show? No. Well, if that's what you came here for, y'all, guess what? You're going to get it today for the Grammy no, review. No, we're not. No, oh. it hasn't happened yet when we recorded it. I thought it would be strange, though, to do the post. But, you know, that being said, the post did utilize, I, I want to say a Grammy song, but definitely a Grammy award-winning band song. What? It was a CCR song, and I didn't take note Who's of which CCR? CCR. Oh, for those that you don't know, Credence Clearwater Revival, popular uh, southern funk rock band from the late 60s and early 70s, and commonly known as CCR in short form. Mm-hmm. And one of my things about this movie, which it just immediately stuck no out to me. What? Is it no spoilers? No spoilers. Okay. It's just that... It, it's like, um, if you've ever seen Forrest Gump, I'm not sure if y'all out there listening have seen Forrest Gump before. Um, it's just this movie made in the 90s. Notice some of you, maybe so maybe it was made before some of you were born. Probably and, not. <laughs> but we were going to talk about the Oscars. You're already up, uh, up in the post. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, maybe I'll come back to it. You should. It's just... I wanted to do the Oscars, not the Grammys, but the Oscar nominations happened between our last episode and this episode. Oh, yeah. No, that's actually important. Yes. And I I watched it live, actually. Do you have a review for us? 7.20 a.m. Of what? Of, like, some of the important films nominated? Yeah. I mean, no, by memory, not in my notebook. Okay. But we were pretty, we realized we're almost halfway there with our, the movies nominated for Best Picture. We've watched four out of five so far and covered. Well, no, we haven't covered Get Out. We haven't covered Get Out. I do want to cover. That was one of the first movies, that was the first, no, that was the second movie that Zelani and I have watched. Yeah, but it was the first in theaters. But I'm really happy for them. I was surprised to see them just because they've been kind of not super in the other award stuff. They weren't good big winners at the Golden yeah, or, or even nominated too much. Mm, but yeah. I'm I'm very happy for them because it was a really cool idea and scary. But it was like horror done like critically good, yeah. <laughs> you know. And horror is like one of the least represented type Nothing, of genres. I, guess, I don't know if anything like it was ever really done before. Right. It was sort of well, it's like carved its own lane. It's good horror, bit. and that's like like unfindable. Well, it's more my opinion, but horror is like one of the least represented genres and it makes awards. you uncomfortable yeah for sure that's the whole thing but we'll hopefully get into that we saw ladybird which we covered two episodes ago and we've seen uh, oh ladybird no we just saw this movie today is gonna be next week's episode but don't tell them oh, oh. <laughs> secret secret it's good y'all uh, on twitter we'll, it, we'll it is post one of the movies at at Heike book club on twitter We'll release it there, what movie's coming up next, but up next will be another Oscar nom for Best Picture, I think, actually. No, yeah, it is. So, we've seen a lot. We want to we wanna see more of them. The only ones that I don't care much for ever at awards stuff is, like, the war movie. <laughs> Just not my not my style. I think you, you like them more, right? The war movies? Yeah. Well, 
I mean, if they're done well, uh, but I do like, I, I, I don't know, there's something about the action of them. You know, mm-hmm. you don't want to talk about the realism and such and mm-hmm. about for comedy with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for me, like, I don't get sold on the computer animated action war. sequences, but um. like with War, at least, I know that the, a lot of them have computer graphic added to it, mm-hmm. sure, but there's it's the realism of it that I think connects me a little bit more to it. Yeah. Because war is very real. It is. It's just, to me, it's it's very boring. But that's very, like, just, is it set just in World biased. War II? What? Darkest Hour? Dunkirk? Probably. <laughs> I don't know. All I know is Harry Styles. <laughs> and I might just... We would never do a Dunkirk episode because that's not... We wouldn't. No, the, the one I'm thinking of more is Darkest <laughs> Hour. Darkest Hour, I think, is more nominated a little than oh, yeah. Dunkirk. Yeah. yeah. Which, that one's about Winston Churchill. Mm-hmm. I don't know. To me, war is too hard to follow. There's just a lot of, like, planning, and I can never follow it very well. Even, like, The Hunger Games at the last movie, it was a lot of planning and stuff, and I couldn't. I don't know. Just all military planning gets confusing. <laughs> but, you would never be able to follow along with the movie Patton. I wouldn't. Any, any war movies. And I feel like war movies are always represented in award stuff, like, a lot. Right. Um, like that one time, the one won with Bradley Cooper and, like, the fake baby. Do you remember that? It was, like, American... Sniper? Yeah, that one. It didn't win Best Picture, Yeah, it did. Or Best Director or something. Did it? It won something big. One of the big last ones. Oh. I just feel like for the first time, a lot of things are nominated that I see the trailers and I'm actually more interested in. Right. Maybe it's because, like... I'm really interested in these films this go Yeah. I feel like usually I'm not. Uh Uh-huh. Not at all. It's just like they seem to be talking about or covering kind of topical things, even though a lot of them are historical, which the post is as well. Good contenders. Yeah. Yeah. Like a lot of them are like period pieces. All of them almost like except Get Out. But it's like Lady Bird is old. Uh, Itania is old. The Post. Dunkirk. Darkest Hour. I don't know about Ship of Water. But like there's so many like it's weird that they're not modern, but they seem to be covering... What about Three Billboards? Do you know how when that was? I don't. Well, yeah, like, I don't know. It's weird that they're all, like, historical, but they're all covering very topical themes, right? Just not, like, hardly any of them take place right now. Yeah, it, that's weird. I hadn't, I just thought of that now. It's amazing what live talking can do. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's just, I mean, it's it's cool that we're learning. I feel like I'm learning a lot about his, historical things I knew nothing about. Yes. And this is why I want to be a filmmaker. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. Anything? Oh, Meryl Streep broke her her record for nominations. Oh. Like, her rec. She already had the record, but she just broke it again. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's twenty one nominations for. Oh my best gosh. Actress. Yeah. Get out. She holds. She holds the record like by a lot, by like ten or more. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, she's that's insane. Yeah, the post only got two nominations: one for best picture and one for best actress for Meryl Streep. Why would it get best picture? I don't know. You want to talk about that? That's suspicious. It is. I agree. I'm like, is it a courtesy, you know? Yeah. For both Meryl and for the movie, because it's like weird. Well, I expected it to get more, you know? I don't know. I think it's an adapted screenplay. It wouldn't get adapted, no? It's not adapted. Oh, it's an original? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so only two noms. I thought, because this is kind of a powerhouse team. Yeah. Spielberg, Meryl Streep, and Tom Hanks. And also John Williams was the composer. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Who's like the classic, he's done everything that's famous. But also with Spielberg. And with Lucas, of course, but... What? Just he's been, like, Spielberg's go-to yeah, composer. for sure. Yeah, I was kind of shocked. John I Williams, mean, didn't he also do Jurassic Park? Yeah, Harry Star Potter. Star Wars. Home Alone. Jaws. Yeah, he's famous. <laughs> E.T., probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you think it's a courtesy? Conspiracy time? Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't want to take any hardline position here, <laughs> but... I would say, uh, maybe. <laughs> of course, maybe. But yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's a little fishy. That is not nominated for anything but Best Picture. Yeah. Like, the biggest award of the night. I don't think it'll win. Do you have any... I think the nomination was just to help sell it. Yeah, maybe. Do you have any, like, inkling of who might win? For war, 
Best, Best Picture. Best Picture? Yeah. I'd have to look at the nominees again to see. But it could be Shape of Water. Yeah, Shape of Water has so many nominations. Literally every category I saw was <laughs> Shape of Water. Um, I'm happy for the animated features. Well, I'm confused about Boss Baby being there, but I guess I didn't see it. It could be a masterpiece or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look up for our review of Boss Baby. That could no, be like one of the... No, thanks. <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm really happy Loving Vincent got at least a nomination. Yes. And I don't think it'll take it from Coco, but it's such a, like, feat. It's a painting rotoscope. Like, come on. You know, like, it's never been done. It's just, like, one what of those... What if it wins? It might. And people are going to be pissed. People are going to be so pissed because people don't like to, like, look into things very deeply that they don't know. But, like, I don't know. I would be fine if it won because it's just, like, a paint, a rotoscope of paintings. It's an 80-minute Van Gogh painting, right? It's true. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, I mean, rotoscope, at least 24 frames per second. So that's, like, 1,400 frames per minute, 1,000 paintings per minute. So it's 100 thousand paintings i don't know a lot <laughs> math <laughs> but yeah thousands of paintings for sure so it's like i don't know i don't know i feel like people would be so pissed but like i would be fine with it e- either one they're they're both great and, and nothing else should win and i'm excited to go see the animated shorts but apparently there was this short that i didn't get around to seeing but it was like about a gay couple like a young like a little boy uh-huh that had like a crush, and people were saying it, it got snubbed. I think it's an honorable mentions. So. What is it? It's just it was a short that went really viral, uh-huh. but it was like Pixar type. No, it wasn't Pixar that made it, but Pixar type of look. I see, but it wasn't nominated. No, but I think it's an honorable mentions. But uh, we'll see when we go see them. They they play that honorable mentions, oh. which is really cool at the at the screenings they uh-huh. do. Mm-hmm. Other good ones that didn't make the cut? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, all the ones I saw at South by didn't, except Pixar's, which obviously is probably going to win. But it sucks. Like, I feel like animated shorts never get any diversity. Even less than, like, okay. full full feature, yeah. full animated fe- features. The animated shorts are, like, always go to Pixar. Mm-hmm. Bullshit. <laughs> it is. I mean, they're good, but, like, there's other really good ones, too, that are different styles, so fresh whatever so that was the oscar notes i literally wrote grammy i, I, I realized <laughs> that's the first word too. yeah why did i say grammy we weren't talking about that yet well whatever no. grammy knobs thoughts <laughs> <laughs> wow kendrick lamar <laughs> no i don't know him <laughs> but okay oscars well let's get into the post then i i don't think it's well advertised oh Tell me more. Well, I just think it it does cover a lot of really relevant things that's that are going on right now. Such as pres- the presidency? Yeah. Yeah, relating to the presidency. and How I they f- depicted the White House in the movie, maybe? Well, yeah. Well, let, let's get to that, I guess. Your review reviews of it. So, this movie is basically about freedom of press and related to the government. And politics, politics, I should say. And it's in 1971 during the Nixon presidency. Would you consider Nixon the antagonist of this movie or the administration? No. Is the government? I mean, yeah. Well, we, that, no spoilers. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no. No, I don't know. I mean, how do you yeah. spoil the... Uh, right. It, that's what I was thinking, too. Time. Like, this is like actual... and. So I was, when I was doing research for this movie... Based uh, on real events. This is based on a true story. Like, there are so many things that are true. Uh-huh. So many details. And we'll get into that in the part that's not a, the review. But this is a true story. Like, it might as well be a documentary almost. It's, like, very true. And it just had a lot of themes of feminism, right? Yes. <laughs> and it had a lot of theme, the themes about freedom of press with politics, which is extremely relevant right now in the trump era and the fake news name calling and russia and lots of things so like i feel like it's not advertised as that like it just looks like a journalism movie which it is right it totally is we talked about that in my class about we called it a procedural uh journalist film as like that's like a type of genre and i had never thought of it that way but yeah 
Because, like, that's what, like, it, everything is, like, a step-by-step process. And one step is building on, like, this giant case mm-hmm. as it's, like, giant more and more building, building, yeah. building to, like, finally pay off at the end. Yeah. So, I mean, it's been a... It's been compared, I guess, a little with Spotlight, which was the mm-hmm. winner two years ago yep. of Best Picture at the Oscars. And that was but about... this isn't Spotlight. No, I know. Yeah. I, I was going to say Spotlight, for those who don't remember or know, it's about... In Boston, they uncovered a lot of the wrongdoing by Catholic priests and, like, molestation cases, and it was a very big case that sort of led to a lot of exposure of of this in a lot of other cities. But if you like Spotlight and you're interested in it, aside from the religion and priest abuse, like, if that's all you went to Spotlight for, then no. But if you like the journalistic kind of side and, like, uncovering and that kind of stuff, I think you will like this movie. I think so. Definitely. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a journalism movie. So, like, it's just a, a different case. It's a lot more political. Because, like, it's even politics with the higher-ups of the newspapers. Mm. like it's those politics too not just government politics yeah i don't know it's really good it's true it goes into the entire kind of the framework of the printing industry Mm. which was really cool to see how they broke that down i wasn't i don't know why but i haven't been as aware of how newspapers worked yeah that was really cool we'll talk about that Mm -hmm. Uh, it's like we nerded out you see a lot of the printing press and i mean it's the 70s so it's very different. Like, the newsroom is full of typewriters. No no computers. <laughs> that was cool. It's a, it's a very good period piece. It's just very, like, accurately done. Mm-hmm. And, and I, well, I really... And I didn't expect this at all, that it was very feminist. And Meryl Streep did a great job. Like, I love her so much. But she did a great job in this character. She was as, a boss. Yeah, she was. And... I loved her hand movements. Towards the end, Don't, she started to... No spoilers. Oh. No spoilers of her hand movements. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is hard. I, I know, it is. But just give your recommendation. If you're just telling a friend, what did you think of Meryl Streep? Meryl Streep was fantastic. Yeah. Um, and she just convinces me every time that mm-hmm. this human being, this character that she is, is uh, has something that matters to her. Mm-hmm. And it means a lot. And... And she's convinced to that she needs to hold on to it and not let anybody mess with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just she's such a sensitive actor, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's a, her greatest strength. Yeah, I loved her, and yeah, I just I didn't realize. I mean, there is that scene that's in the trailer that's very like she walks into a room full of men, and it's kind of like a like impactful shot. I don't know if you remember it. She. Well, we'll get into it, but <laughs> I feel like there's no other, like, reference to it being very feminist and about sort of the way women were perceived and working in those times. Like, that was a important theme mm. in all of it. And, I mean, I really liked that part. And I wasn't expecting it, is the thing. I was expecting more, like, Tom Hanks being the main person. But if you're interested in politics... And learning about our history because it's it's hard. Like I forgot everything, or I don't. I don't. I don't know. I feel like we don't ever experience history again after school. It's true. I think it has to live on in. Well, obviously the the art and literature that we create about it afterward, yeah. but also in the conversations that we have about these events and about uh, eventually <laughs> when mm-hmm. we're when the entire generations have passed since these events unfolded we have to rely on what has been preserved about the conversations about these things in the past yeah it's like how is his history written is important too for sure yeah well now it's a whole different ball game because it's yeah. written by it, everyone and everything on every platform that's what that's what i like to think about the jfk assassination because there's very uh inconsistent recordings of how that event took place mm, and yeah. unfolded yeah i was reading a stephen king book about that but i paused to finish harry potter but you know <laughs> whatever <laughs> i'll get back to it <laughs> i thought spielberg did a good job or i don't know who the writers or whoever but they did a good job of like making it clear what was happening even though war and government and because this is also related to the vietnam war a lot and 
how all these kind of complicated things, I think they did a good job of explaining things that were important to note, you know? Because mm-hmm. it's easy to get lost in these things. And you did, <laughs> in the middle of it, I was like, oh, thank God Cameron knows about all this American stuff. I bet if I have any questions, he'll, he'll know. And then a few minutes later, Cameron leans in and is like, I'm so lost. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> I was like, he was the one that was supposed to. <laughs> I was. I didn't know what was going on. It. it was bad. I did not think it was so clear. Yeah. Or maybe I was just having a bad, hard time uh, following. It's just, no, I think it, I think there's parts to easily get lost because there's a lot of dialogue. But also, I think it does a good job of, like, picking up Picking you up at some point, back again, mm, mm-hmm. from getting lost. Yeah. Like, it's not it, like you get does. lost. And you don't know where you're going to end up. Yeah, and you, you're you lost for the whole yeah. time, which totally happens does, to me it, in a lot of movies. It d- certainly narrows down to a very fine point, to yeah. point. Yeah. Which yeah, is nice. I feel like I they mean, repeat that's... things that yeah. you need to know very well. Like, like, you make sure to pay good attention, but, like, if you miss something or something it'll probably get reiterated somehow or like what do you think about the rhythm of this movie i thought it was a slow burn because i didn't even realize it it was like slow 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 i mean it just felt like a a drama or like a Mm -hmm. serious it was was, so that's i noticed one of the first shots Mm -hmm. opening shots it's like a over a minute long shot for sure probably like a minute and a half or two minute long mm-hmm. shot of them just at the table talking when they meet for the first time yeah tom hanks and Mel street mm-hmm. yeah for sure yeah i remember yeah it's just a shot that guides into the meeting he sits down and then they yeah. just start talking and they go at it that shot does not end yeah long, like, long shots are characteristic of serious serious movies right yeah i'd say yeah. so i didn't even realize but like towards the the later half i started it was like a thriller at that point it was like and somewhere i read they called it a political thriller oh my god <laughs> i know that was kind of That's like, a little extra but exaggerated yeah but in my opinion it it for the later half it was like a slow it was slow burn and then it gets the and i was like on the edge of my seat kind of like there's just a lot of suspenseful moments oh yeah and and it picks up picks up picks up yeah. You know, absolutely. but it's like a slow, a slow burn. Would you recommend it? Wait for it to come to your home theater. I say if, if you're interested in politics and or journalism related subjects, then go see it in theaters. But yeah, regardless. I mean, yeah, if it sounds interesting, if that kind of subject, because I feel like it's more of a niche subject. I mean, if you're also into like presidential administration history, that type of stuff, that it could be up your alley as well. I mean, there's so much fascinating stuff about the political history of this era. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, that I think is also cool. Yeah. And it touches on... But there's been also another, you know, there's... Oh, it was a touch on... Well, there's another movie that it's similar-ish to. I mean, are you familiar with All the President's Men? No, I've heard that name. We should watch All the President's Men. I mean, it's essentially the same movie in a lot of regards. Uh, All the President's Men, though, just takes place, like, at the Washington Post two years later. Like, right before they're about to bust Nixon. That's important. Yeah. That's cool. It's cutting it long. Maybe I'll watch it. I mean, it's really great, but it was, you know when it was made? When? It was like made in 1975. Oh, so like right when it happened. Yeah. Wow. So it was like super topical. So they should make a Trump one. <laughs> I know, right? Hello. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, it just has to happen. Yeah. First. Yeah, I mean, I feel like if you're interested in like the pre- the relationship between media and government, mm-hmm. definitely this is that kind of movie. Yeah. Where it makes you think about all that, especially even now, like regardless of the time period. But this does cover, like, it touches on a lot of presidencies, from Truman to JFK, Mm -hmm. LBJ, and then Nixon is Mm -hmm. the one that they're currently under. I liked it. Cool. Not my favorite, but that's okay. Oh my god, you're so judgy. (laughs) I just like to have a good time, and if I didn't have a good time, I was like... You didn't? At certain times, I was like, uh. That's politics. Well, let's (laughs) talk about then Tom Hanks' performance. For the review? Yeah. This part, is this still a review? Spoiler no, let's free. go, let's, let's go, I mean, okay. whatever. No, you gotta choose. Okay, we'll do the review. We didn't do Tom Hanks for a review. Okay. I don't, I, don't, I mean, he was good. 
I, I was focused on Meryl Streep. So I see. That's why he's not in my notes. So it didn't matter as much? You're the one bringing him up. Well, <laughs> um, I I felt like it wasn't one of his stronger performances. I don't think I've seen enough to like judge it very well. I was a little taken work. off by his accent. Did he have like a New York No, it, was, it seemed more Southern, if I remember right. I didn't like... Oh. I don't know. It was hard to say. It was just hard to pinpoint. And I didn't... I mean, I know Tom Hanks' accent. And it's hard to, like, he should just have done it, like, normal. Because he's, like, so Tom Hanks at this point. And it's hard to, like, look past the Tom Hanks Well, but that's, see... that's his own job. He needs to make you look past, like, Meryl Streep. But he, I know, but he doesn't, I feel like. That's what I'm well, saying. Well, he should. I that's know, why he didn't get a nom. I agree. <laughs> I, I, I didn't. I mean, I liked him, but I don't know him well enough, hmm. for sure, to, like, judge him well. I feel like I know Meryl Streep a little better. So that's why, that's who I drawn to talk about okay so we can move on to the spoilers mm -hmm. the spoiler section we're gonna i'm gonna teach you we're gonna spill the tea which is we, a new segment no <laughs> we we went to haiku the sushi restaurant we go to sometimes and shout out to haiku yeah and cameron ordered not amy's not sponsored uh, I, I, Cameron ordered a tea, and I was like, oh, are you going to spill the tea? And he was like, what? Did I spill the tea before? And I was like, no. But I'm going to teach him here. We're going to spill the tea because it's like uh, the truth. Telling the truth. Because tea is truth? Uh, yeah. And it's like truth starts with a tea? No. <laughs> yes, it, it, it does. Just, like, it's like you said, like, spilling the beans earlier. Yeah, so we're going to just spill the tea. Yeah, about the post. All the tea, all the shade. Okay, and we're going to spill the tea about the next movie we do, right? Yeah, of course. Okay, cool. Every movie so has controversies. It's a new segment called Spill the Tea. Well, no, this is just the the spoiler spill part. Spill the tea. <laughs> this is the spoiler part, so... Please stop listening if you haven't mm. seen the post. Just Tea is for spoiler. Yeah, sure. But Tea is for Troy. You're right. It is. Okay, so <laughs> I read that the New York Times threw some shade at this movie. Whoa. Yeah, because... Well, it didn't really represent... Right. <laughs> New York <laughs> Times in the best light. So if any... Yeah, if anything, the antagonist of this movie is New York Times. Right, that's what I was going to... Oh, were you? Well, no, that's what I was... When you said Nixon, I was like, maybe, but maybe it's the New York Times, but I was going to wait till mm -hmm. here. Who was the antagonist? But I think Nixon was more of the antagonist. You do. But New York Times is definitely... So, like, the New York Times is always trying to, like... New York Times is, like, more like a rival. Yeah, for sure. A big rival. That's a... Don't... Don't confuse your... Wait, enemies for your rivals? Does that make sense? Um, a little. But with that setup, but yeah. Yeah, yeah and like, uh, yeah. I, the, the New York Times threw shade and said that the Washington Post was always just rewriting what they were doing and that it downplayed their role in releasing the Pentagon Papers mm. and made, like, hyped up the role of the Posts. In. I don't like the Post. It's kind of full of itself. <gasps> That's fucked up. <laughs> I, dang it. Maybe I should take that back. Why? I don't want that to be on live. Why? You should delete this as long as uh, No. You always tell me to delete stuff. Uh. And it makes me want to just leave it. So I was looking and uh, aside from that shade from New York Times, it seemed to be like every other single detail was real. Like true story. It was like even down to the daughter selling lemonade to them. That was like real. True. Yeah. And I have a whole list. The lemonade. That the Pentagon Papers, when he went to go get them, that they had a first-class ticket mm -hmm. on the airplane back. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that was true. The all, all the issues, obviously, with the legal team and going public and that being the big risk. Remember, like, they were taking the company public and if a catastrophe happened, the investors would pull out or whatever right. for the stocks. I don't know, stock stuff, but it was bad for the paper and financially. And the legal team was, like, discouraging the publishing of the paper. So all of that was real. That they were in Ben Bradley, who is who Tom Hanks plays. They were in his house, like, all night. Oh, even, you know, when they come to Meryl Streep for the decision. Meryl, I should call her. Meryl Streep plays Catherine Graham, mm -hmm. who owned the Post at that time. Because her husband died 
of a suicide. Why are you surprised? <laughs> I missed that part of the movie. Really? <clears throat> Remember, she's like, everyone calls it an accident, but it's suicide. I missed that part of the movie. Oh, Cameron. <laughs> So I was saying that Meryl Streep was in the middle of... she. Well, in the movie, she was throwing parties, like, every night. Why? No, you don't remember in, like, her house. There was oh, always, right. Like, but, yeah, I, even people. still, though, why? I don't know. Just because she's an important socialite, you know. <laughs> Everybody yeah. needs to know yeah. the owner of the post. Yeah. And, well, but in in the real story, she's, it, she's, at a, she's hosting a party for a departing employee, and... She gets interrupted mid-toast to make the decision whether to publish or not. The, mm. You know, she was, like, toasting, and they were like, hey, you got a phone call. So that's real? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was real. It, so the movie is, like, very real. It's like, jeez. Very accurate. Yeah, like, every detail they were talking about, I was like, these are, all seem like stylistic choices, but okay. <laughs> but, yeah, so all of that just... I mean, it's interesting because there's so many, like, I mean, all of these are real people and they talk about a lot of presidents, like, more yeah. like real people, like, like, the the presidents are almost characters in this, even though Nixon's the only one we kind of see, mm -hmm. but Tom Hanks' character, Ben Bradley, knew JFK and was close to him and all mm. that, and they call him Jack, do you know why? I don't know why they call him Jack Kennedy. Maybe that's just his nickname. Only his close friends call him Jack. But, like, yeah. your name's John. Like, what's the difference? <laughs> you know, that's a famous thing in a, a speech in the, uh, in the presidential debates, too, before. Where some senator, I think it was, like, a senator debate or something. Maybe vice president. But they were, like, trying to say, I knew Jack Kennedy, blah, 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 blah. I was friends with Jack Kennedy. Uh, you, sir, you are no Jack Kennedy. That's it's like a famous. Yeah, it's, like, a famous rebuttal because uh, somebody one of the candidates mm -hmm. had tried to make claim to like having worked with John Kennedy mm -hmm. and his policies being just like Jack or Jack Kennedy's I should say mm -hmm. and then but they were referring to that name Jack Kennedy in the debates yeah. and for the longest time so I didn't know who they were referring to yeah, yeah. I guess JFK is also Jack just in case you didn't know <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah the, it's just shady it's just, it's so shady that the government did all this the, the Pentagon paper stuff that or Vietnam War, you know, like was it designed? I mean, like was it a losing war that they had to cover up? Yeah, like for years they were. It was like a no point war, like a no point other than like America or trying the to US show pride. off its strength. Well, not even that, just not wanting to show losing. And for years and years they were sending young boys to fight and die, but it, there was like no reason. No cause. Yeah, other than just like, oh, we don't want to look like losers or left or whatever. I don't know. But, like, that's so bad. That's so shady. Pretty much. Do you agree? Well, because when they sued them for the pen publishing the Pentagon Papers, they, they said there was a, what is it? It's like a no, national security and diplomatic relations at risk. Do you think that's true? That the press, like that publishing these papers would be a threat for us from other countries? Or like, do you agree with the papers publishing and the public knowing the truth? I agree with the pu public knowing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I agree just because we are the public. Yeah. <laughs> but. You have to understand it was also a hot topic at the time. And that like. What was the you, hottest topic? Yeah. At the time. I mean, nobody wanted to see all of these young people being sent. Remember, like, she was saying she has a son that was over yeah. there? And nobody wanted to see this going on. Yeah, but it's like... And if you had documents that proved that the government was not mm -hmm. only complicit, but enabling of this, then there needs to be an end to it. Yeah, for sure. That's just so shady, because it and was didn't years. didn't see the government, the president, saying, like, the Post can never come here. Yeah, <sighs> actually, I, I read up, and that was, like... The one of the few inaccuracies mm -hmm. that the Washington Post didn't get banned from the White House until like Watergate times, oh, which wow. was a couple years later. But so <laughs> for this movie, at the beginning, they're already banned. Like even at the mm. beginning, remember they're banned from the wedding, the the wedding of Nixon's daughter or whoever. Right. So that didn't happen till later. Because, I mean, the, the Supreme Court decision was a major victory for freedom of press. Because, I mean, it, it helped that all the newspapers basically ganged up right. and united to fight. And they won 6-3 to three in favor of the press. And apparently, like, Catherine Graham's commitment to, like, 
justice and freedom of but press. But six to three? Why wasn't it nine to oh? Because the, the U.S. is shady as hell. The shadiest. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, it showed her, her commitment to uncovering the truth and that later came in handy with Watergate because the Post published a lot about Watergate when it came, came around to that time. Mm-hmm. Watergate was crazy. That was like a funny end. <laughs> it, uh, well, well, it, it got like so dramatic in yeah. the music. Yeah. <laughs> the security guard. Yeah. Oh, at the DNC. I love endings like that that like have big impactful historical significance. Like I've told you, I'm gonna give a spoiler to the end of a movie. Ugh, should I? It's for a movie called Remember Me and it's a stupid one with Robert Pattinson and the girl from Lost. Uh, Claire from Lost, the pregnant one. But it's just like a cheesy, it's not cheesy, it's a very serious drama romance thing in New York City. And I mean, I don't recommend it at all. You shouldn't watch it. No one listening should watch it. It's a very dumb movie about this troubled Robert Pattinson, but it ends where he's looking out the window from his father's office, and then it zooms out, and he's in the Twin Towers. What? And it's September 11th. It's called Remember Me? Yeah. That's so strange. Yeah. And it's a very dramatic ending for, like, a movie about kind of nothing. Like, it was just about him and, like, kind of... Is that the twist at the end? I mean, it's a huge twist. It's just, like... But it's it had no no good reason. Is that literally the end of the movie? Yeah, like, it just zooms out. You don't see anything. I mean, it just zooms out and the date comes up under... Are you serious? Yeah. The end. Yep. That's so weird. <laughs> it was. But... I loved it, kind of. I didn't love the movie at all, but that ending has always stuck with me because it was just so ridiculous. And this is that kind of ending, I feel like, where it's like, you're just like, I know what this is. This is like a big moment. And it's like that. But this made more sense. Justifies like everything that we saw. Exactly. Well, yeah, because Nixon is like. But why so in Remember Me? They had no reason. That's why that was a shitty movie. But yeah, for I wouldn't sure spoil this one, it if it wasn't a shitty movie. Like yeah, <laughs> this whole movie justified the last minute yeah. of the movie. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because Nixon is just like being rude to all the press, and then he's trying to cover up his shit, and it's like, oh, oops, the press is all. It kind of reminds me, without giving away any real spoilers, the movie that we saw today uh-huh. of some people trying to cover up their tracks with like because Nixon didn't know apparently about the stooges that went in but he wasn't trying to cover it up kind of like well no no don't go more further don't go further because they'll know what it is after I post it because I'm gonna tweet it yeah so it was a good ending I like that it was fun to recognize what's going on and yeah Nixon's just like so bad like I didn't realize or I was looking into it today, I'd forgotten about Watergate details, but it was a whole, like, a bunch of stuff. It wasn't just that break-in. No, yeah. It was, like, a ton. And the tapes and a lot, the missing like tapes. So many um, layers to it. Yeah. Um, it was, like, years of yeah. shitty... <laughs> like, it, it, all this was happening before he was re-elected yeah. to the second term. And it led other way, up to nearly halfway into his second term. It's kind of crazy he didn't get impeached. He's so he, close. He was I know, about to. exactly. But, like, why didn't Bill Clinton resign? Well, he... Because he's a Democrat. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Democrats are... <laughs> shady. <laughs> oh, my God. They are. Like, uh, everyone's shady. The whole government... This was the thing about the paper, the Pentagon Papers, that I found crazy, that it was, like, spanning, like, four presidencies of shadiness. Like, it's not like it was just Nixon, it was everyone. And just them sending troops and sending troops for no reason. And the hippies were right. I mean, the I two will parties always... are like, it's bad. They're out, they're, they're taken advantage of, they're hijacked. Yeah. The for parties sure. have been hijacked. For sure. I mean, now with Trump, it's kind of like, yeah, very much so. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was a cool portrayal of the hippies. It reminded me of you, the guy with the bullhorn. I was like, that's Cameron. Uh... <laughs> Did the you identify? There was just like one hippie leader with a bullhorn. Oh, I feel like yeah, I remember now. <laughs> I was like, is that Cameron? That's so cute. 
Did you relate to him? In some ways. But, you know, <laughs> on this note, I wanted to talk about how they depicted the hippie movement in the movie. Because there's only really one part where you see hippies. There's a couple, but... Yeah. Couple. There's one main part where they're, like, showing this uh, wide shot um, that's moving from around the outside of, I guess, the Capitol complex or something mm-hmm. uh, in D.C., and you see, it's just, it was just a very stereotypical, I felt like, depiction of hippies. Well, but that's what to... they look like. Yeah, maybe so. There's pictures. Yeah. That's what you looked like. Yeah, I don't know. It looked a little, maybe, I don't know. I thought that, like, I think that it was a little bit more violent than they were depicting it, in my opinion. Oh, in real life, it yeah. was more, less peaceful? I thought they yeah. were about peace. I guess no, they, they, are, they wanted peace. but they're loud, too. They were allowed. He had a bullhorn. <laughs> and also, though, this is like 71. Like, the hippie movement isn't kind of really like in the kumbaya stage at this point, in my opinion. It's just a little bit more gritty, I think. Like, that's what I was asking for. So I felt it's like they could have had a little bit more gritty, I guess. realistic I don't depiction. think they were. I thought they were outside the post offices and times and all that. Possible. That's what, yeah. So, I like, why would mistake. they? I, I, I couldn't see them being as passionate at the like media offices, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, they were they're kind of chill, but they're also mad. Mm, yeah, they protest were, songs. <laughs> they were cool. They, I mean, they looked cool. It was yeah. cool to see them. Okay. <laughs> they were more diverse, which maybe I get sensitive about the depiction of my people. Oh my god, do you feel appropriate? <laughs> I feel like I ask you this every. Every episode. Because every, every movie's about white people, so I'm like, do you feel appropriate? <laughs> <laughs> like white, <laughs> like independent people, liberals. It's Hollywood. We all feel appropriate. <laughs> oh. Well, yeah, your hippie culture was appropriated there. Sorry. But we're focused on Meryl Streep <laughs> and the rich people. And that's the thing about this kind of feminism. It's like in the 60s and 70s and back then, the feminism... Or even back in through history, the more feminist things happened in the rich circle. You know, like mm-hmm. in the... Affluent white people. Yeah, because that's where women had more power sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, just through titles and family and all that, you, you have more power. So I feel like this is a, an example of that. Like, mm-hmm. feminism, the early stages of feminism when it was happening in the rich circles and... Mm-hmm. Apparently, Catherine Graham became the first woman, the first woman Fortune 500 CEO. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. And she's just been very, she's very famous and important in history. And I mean, in Watergate, too. That was a big deal. But this decision was, like, really important, obviously, in the movie. It's very dramatic. (laughs) Tis the climax. Yeah. (laughs) But, I mean, it's just cool to see her, like, grow from... Being unsure and just trusting Fritz, the advisor, and just doing whatever he said to, like, trusting her her own knowledge and her instinct to publish. Like, and trusting yeah. Ben. Yeah. On that note, I wanted to talk about, I guess, how they depicted her. You know, because they, or, or not her, but in context of all of the other characters, because she's the only real woman in the movie. Yeah. In the story. And there were so many shots uh, of them in meetings where Mm -hmm. she would be the one woman in a room full of 29 other Mm -hmm. men and she at the beginning was struggling to get her her word out there in uh on the table because of how the general consensus was her opinion doesn't matter yeah even though she owned the whole company everyone was trying to like put words in her mouth and the the other guy was like stealing words from her yeah and getting credit for Right, which is, it, it's very, like... And she had to go along the, with it, like, that's okay, like, it's just part of this. Yeah, this is a, mm-hmm. all, it, it showed, like, every, almost every, like, stereotype of women in the workplace, or sex and, sexism in the workplace, and back then it was a lot more obvious than I think now, I think maybe, well, now it's improved, but, I mean, there's still, I feel like now there's more... It's more like micro type of aggressions, even though there's still, I mean, it just depends where you are for sure. What There's a lot of factors, but that's just a very common, like the mansplaining thing is a very common thing you hear about to like look out for as a woman. Hmm. Yeah, it's just, it was a good depiction of those times and it's sad. In but, some ways it reminded me of 
Mad Men, but I know you don't watch Mad Men. No, Man. I've seen the pilot. And yeah, me too. <laughs> it does remind me of that. But it's good. I mean, she has a lot of self-doubt at the beginning, but she she sort of grows and throughout the movie to lead to her decision. And then I'm pretty sure after that decision, she was a lot more. Well, this, this guy described her leadership as mind on, half hands off. So, like, she always knew what was going on, but she never tried to, like, get in the way of the reporters and journalists, which is shown in the it's movie. It's true. That's, like, that's the art of leadership is you got to yeah. have one hand in and one hand out. I agree so <clears throat> much with that. I agree. Oh, my God. So much. Hopefully, someday I can do that. I just really don't like micromanaging. Like, if anything, my fault would be the opposite. Hand, two hands off. <laughs> But we would make a good team then. <laughs> you're because, too handsome. <laughs> yeah. I would like want to be in there controlling everything and tell uh, them what no, to I'm do. No, I'm just like I hired you. Everybody to do just a followed job. my rules. No. <laughs> as I laid them no. out, <laughs> pin perfectly. Oh my god. No, I'd just be like, "This is your job. I hired you to do. If you don't do it, you're fired. Do your job. And that's it. Why I pay you, you. Yeah. Why do you have to be? You happy? Why do I have to worry about it? <laughs> I'll just get a new person. <laughs> I don't know. I guess we're we're opposite leadership. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was cool. And apparently this it was an article I found that was like, is the Russia or is the Trump scandals the new Watergate? Hmm. And this guy that reported on Watergate was saying, not really as of now because there's no evidence right. that Watergate had. And he also went into saying how like the post, or that Meryl Streep played Catherine Graham really well, because he, he worked with her a lot. Yeah. And that that was a very good depiction of her. Nice. Yeah. And she was just a good leader. It seems like after that, this movie, maybe, she was finally felt entitled to do her job as owner and mm. have her say. And yeah, I loved, I loved the printing press thing. That was like a nerd moment for me, and I think for you too. It was so cool. Yeah. It was really cool to see the mechanical, like, gears of yeah. it all just rotating and then realizing, oh, this is, like, the mass production of information. Yeah, and how the, the thing that was so cool and such, like, a designer, graphic designer kind of thing, because that's what I do, but, like, the how they have the letter forms and, like, oh, yeah. typeset, like, the setting of the... Exactly. Yeah. The typesetting. Yeah. It was so cool. I like, had never seen that before. Right. I yeah, thought, I didn't, like, like, they've tried to explain it to me before, but I was like, I don't know how, I still don't know how they do it. Yeah. And so they, I, I still don't even know now, but, me like, neither, they but figure out a way to get the letters to all match up, yeah. like, multiple parts. It's like stamps, stamps yeah. of letters. That's how they gets printed. Yeah. Like, iron little letters. And I'd heard of that, and that's where a lot of graphic design terms come from, like, letting is because a piece of lead is in the middle. Letting is the space between lines. Yeah. So the more letting is the more bars of lead to make more space between lines. Oh. Yeah. So, like, a lot of graphic design terms come from the old-timey printing press and all that. So that's why I was like, <gasps> printing press, that's so exciting. And it's just so cool to see. I mean, journalism has, it's, a, it's so crazy how it's like an overnight thing, an overnight job. How do they do that? But, I don't know, but the deadline's midnight. So like it's just so like, they could print night. overnight. And yeah. So like wow. people work in the evenings, to, like layout people for newspapers. Wow. Yeah. My my grandfather actually owned a newspaper. Wow. And so I come from a line of newspapers newspaper and media. Oh, media. I didn't know that. Yeah. My dad was where running was the newspaper in Laredo, Laredo, Texas. What? Yeah, and was he ever in the newspaper? I mean, he made the newspaper, <laughs> of course. <I> know. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure. But my dad was running the floor at 16. Whoa. My dad has literally never been, like, not a boss of a, a ton of people. Whoa. Yeah. I mean, what I think... What made him so good at so young? He's entitled as fuck. <laughs> That's how. And I'm sure it has to do with some of his issues now that he's, like, been... Never been, like, working really for someone other than, like, his father... Oh. But he's just always been the boss since a teenager, so obviously leads to a lot of entitlement, I think. It was just a family business. And he resents it. He he doesn't like working in that. Mm. It's ironic that I do. Mm. <laughs> Interesting. He finds it ironic. Yeah, it's just cool. Because like, he talks about all that shit all the time, like the 
old-timey printing press and how he invented PageMaker, which is the pre-Photoshop. <laughs> he yeah. invented it? He didn't, but he's saying, like, he would do it manually. He would do oh, okay. layouts <laughs> manually. That's what he's trying to say. Oh, that's cool, though. Yeah, for the newspaper. Yeah, that's really cool. I know. It's it's like... So it's in your blood to, do, to know design and layout. So. Yeah, some would say that. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. It's just ironic that he doesn't like it, but, like... Everyone's doing done it, and but nobody knows. on your mom's nobody on your mom's no, side. No, no like one that. at all. Not that's even an ounce of creativity. That's how it is with me, you know. Nobody is really creative on my uh, mm-hmm. mom's side. Like very lack lacking in creativity. Mm-hmm. But on my dad's side, however, like everybody's really creative. Yeah. The only creativity my mom's side has is music and mm-hmm. mostly singing, though. And I don't have that at all. And performance. Mm. And I don't have that at all. So clearly, it's just creative media <laughs> in my blood. But no, that was that was cool. It showed it showed some really cool shots of the printing press. Well, so what did you what do you think? What's the final verdict? I want to I want to do yours first because yours is gonna be negative. So <laughs> I want to end on a positive. <laughs> How do you know one's gonna be negative? Because you said you were like I did not enjoy. <laughs> I give it a. Ooh, is this hard? I'll be nice. I'll You'll give be it, nice? I'll be nice. You should be honest. But, we'll like, not honest. mean. I don't Just know if it's mean, but... Middle. C+. Plus. C+, plus is the middle? Oh, my God. Oh, you want me to say B-? minus? That's what I was going to say to be nice. That's to be nice? That's ridiculous. I give it an A-. minus. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Dang. Sorry. I'm nice. Whatever. Okay, I'll give it a B-. minus. You can't just, no, I guess. You give it A minus, I give it B minus. That's so low for an all-star project. Doesn't help. Wow. I'm there for content. It could be made by nobodies. Why? And I I just, and I wanted to move me. Did this movie. Did it move you? This movie in certain ways did not move me. It moved me. I think it's the, I don't know, the universal women's struggle. That's true resonated with me and I can see why it wouldn't resonate with you much. Oh, no, I just mean like sense. just relating to it because I don't relate to that level of sexism but I mean it's just like part of our history and like stuff we always have to keep in mind. So, Well, speaking of things you have to keep in mind, keep in mind our Twitter because we will be <laughs> announcing soon what we are doing for Next week. Yeah, and Cameron's super excited about it, apparently. Oh, yeah. I can't wait, y'all. <laughs> well, that, I guess, wraps it up. Yes. Final verdict, B minus, A minus. We'll aggregate that somehow and call it a B-ish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> B-ish. <laughs> I, don't, I didn't expect this. I didn't expect you to, to be so low. It's because you were paying attention. <laughs> you sound out. Oopsie. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see y'all next time. Thanks for thanks us. for listening. You'll hear us. You'll hear us. Yeah. You always say. You you'll you'll hear from us. <laughs>